I am a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. Welcome to my spirit diaries. Welcome back to the Spirit Diaries. This is season three, episode three, and I am so excited to continue the story about a creepy little child spirit. Now, child spirits are so confusing, as you know if you've listened to the podcast thus far. I've encountered a handful of them, and they are just hard to read and hard to gauge. But I do just want to say a quick thank you to all of you for listening to this podcast. It means the world to me that we are bonding and sharing stories about the weird and strange and paranormal. It is great to be able to talk about these openly and have an audience that is actively entertained, whether you think it's fabricated or whether you believe that this truly did happen to us, because it did. And And I'm just, I'm so grateful to be here with you. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, give it thumbs up on YouTube, rate it on Apple Podcasts, follow along on Spotify or wherever you listen. So thank you all for your support. Keep sharing it with your friends. And we are going to jump straight back in to this story about a boy. So I am here with Robert, who is telling us these stories of his very creepily haunted house that I'm sure sure can rival some of the greatest haunted houses (laughs) in history and i'd love to visit an actual like haunted house the paranormal found us we didn't find the paranormal we were not people who sought out to be involved with spirits and scary stuff it sort of dragged around us so long to where i know i got roped into i just need to embrace it and go with it to make it manageable and i don't know if you felt I don't know how you felt about the paranormal. I mean, I, I kind of got used to it, if that makes sense. Um, just just growing up, it was kind of like um, it's just a part of everyday thing. This is just the way it is. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I always thought as a kid that everybody's house was haunted. So I, I mean, did too! <laughs> so, I mean, it was just like... Uh, Oh, don't worry about that. That's just one of the ghosts or something like that. Like, just like, something was creepy, but I mean, it it scared me a lot more when I was younger, but I mean, as I got older, it was just like, just ignore it type of thing. Yeah, I don't think I could have, I don't think I ever ignored anything, but I think I get a lot pushier spirits. I think so too. But yours are a lot scarier. I think, I don't know how I would have handled hearing voices from an air vent like we talked about a few episodes ago and even last episode we talked a little bit more about this weird air vent correlation that keeps happening in your house yeah we we should really investigate your house yeah um i don't know if we'd be allowed to <laughs> i don't know if we'd be allowed house. to either my dad uh kind of stays away from it now because it did get pretty extreme for a while right and um, he finally stepped away when i told him to back the heck down. Yeah, because he was he was not helping the situation any. But I wish 
unfortunately, I told him to back down before I really embraced my mediumship and right. we found out how to like clear houses because I, we haven't been there in several years. Right. And I wish I could go back now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure with how much I've changed over the years that I could at least help a little bit. I'm sure. And make it a little bit more manageable. If we approached him with we're trying to help, he might be open to it. And he is not going to be open to it. We'll just go when he's not home. We will, we will absolutely break in and go when he's not home. I know home. where the secret key is. But you know, I do want to, I, I really, because with portals, I would love to measure the geomagnetic energy. I'd love to measure EMF energy. I'd love to take some readings of your house and really see what the heck is going on because, the, and the air fence, that's just such a strange thing. You know, I'm trying to think as you're telling me stories about the air vents in my my house growing up and I actually can't even remember where they are like they just never were significant to me right and I know after you told me about the gunkies is when <laughs> I actually stopped looking at air vents altogether right. because I I developed a fear of potentially seeing something living in an air vent but I've never experienced anything like that and I have to ask before we jumped into the story about the little boy did you guys hear anything like noises in the attic ever um, we had rats for a while. Right. Um, so, like, I would hear that. I never actually heard, like, anything particular in the attic. Well, there's no way. It could have been eye shine of a rat, right? That was, like, looking through the air vent. Oh, no. That was, um, the rats were at my childhood home. Like, my grandfather's home. Oh, right, right, right. The gunkies were at a different house. Yes. Yeah. And that kind and of he solidified. doesn't have rats. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they would have had to admit their own light. Just because, like, they were up glowing in the air, red eyes. Yeah. I was just trying, I'm trying, I'm always a skeptic. Right. I'm a skeptic at heart. I think because I don't want to accept the reality of some of these things, mm-hmm. I'm forever a denier. But I was just trying to think, you know, maybe I shine. Right. But I guess that wouldn't glow and emit light. And I've had rats as pets. Right. And I mean, I've never seen their eyes glow in the night, even the ones with red eyes. Right. Nonetheless, the ones that are in the attic with black eyes, there's no way. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, you, you shine lights. Ooh. I mean, you get the like yellow reflection back right, right. just because of shine. But I mean, that, that whole thing, thing kind of solidified my weirdness with all air vents. And I mean, it wasn't until... Uh, going up north and seeing houses that have air vents in the floor, did I really like concern myself with them as I was older? I mean, I've seen the ones in the floor and that gave me kind of an eerie feeling because it's like, great, now they're closer to my feet. Right. (laughs) We both grew up with air vents in In the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. And I also hate air vents being in the floor. Yes. Because... It's just creepier. Yes. It's so much creepier. I, I don't understand why they, anybody would put them on the floor. I hate houses built with them on the floor. I agree. And I, I think for me, it was one of those things where it's like, at least the air vent in the ceiling was screwed on. The air vent that are on the floor are always up. just sat into a hole. And they, they don't ever like sit locked in. And that, right. that kind of creeps me out a little bit. Yeah. No, the ones are screwed into the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about this little boy. So your sister's pointing up at this vent. She Mm. is the same boy. And everybody in the room just becomes immediately creeped out. But why? So 
this, I guess, started um, a few years back from when my sister was pointing at the ceiling saying, boy, um, a, free, a few years prior, I guess, um, my dad and one of his friends were just playing around and um, yeah. They... This is a dark hole. When <laughs> when grown men are playing yes. around in a exactly. haunted house, I can exactly. already tell where this is leading. Um, <laughs> I don't know many stories of anything really haunted in my house prior to this. So I don't know if they did something. I don't know of any stories that exist before this. My dad doesn't really remember because it was like over three, four decades ago. Wait, so was this before the woman in the vent for you? Yes. Oh, no. So this predates that for me. Oh, no. Um, it doesn't predate me seeing myself, but it predates the woman in the vent. Right, but you seeing yourself was still more along the lines of an out-of-body experience, past life, sort of right. psychically, right. Being, being psychically aware, because a lot of people have out-of-body experiences. Right. Like, when they sleep, you could have just been in such a meditative state. You're very psychic, um, in my opinion. And I I associate that more to more of, like, a self-awareness. Right. More so than I do a paranormal entity. I agree. Yeah, because, I mean, there wasn't anything else around me when I was watching myself. Like, you'd almost think, like, if you're in a third person and you're having an out-of-body experience, like, you would be hyper-aware of anything else on that, like... Level. Plane. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was open. There was there was nothing that really was weird for me. What uh? So what what did your dad and his friend get up to? So uh, it all started when my dad's friend brought over an Ouija board. Of course they did. <laughs> I knew I knew exactly where you're heading with this. Um. So they, I believe, at first my mom was like, "I don't want that in my house. Don't do that here." So they went and they took it to a local park that um, is close to our house. And I mean, they went, walked over to the park. I believe it was like really late at night, like midnight, one o'clock a.m., like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., somewhere around there. Um, it was late to the night on a weekend. Right. And um, they went over to a covered pavilion, and I mean, it was pitch black, so they brought a flashlight with them. Um, and they had the flashlight, and they had. Um, some paracord or some string or something they brought with them just so they could like have an above light so they could see the board. Right, create a lamp. Yeah, so okay. so they sat at a picnic table underneath the pavilion, the pavilion and they kind of tied the flashlight hanging over the Ouija board to the one of the posts that is the foundation of the pavilion on the inside. Right, effectively creating a pendulum over a Ouija board. To them, it was just a lamp, but yes, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. this is what they're doing. Yes, no, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, unbeknownst uh, to them. Unknowingly, yes. right, yes. which could have also been a little bit influenced. Potentially. We don't know. Yeah, I, I do not know. Speculation. Yeah, um, which is funny that I, I know the exact pavilion because I've had many birthday parties there. Um, which is strange that my dad ever went back to that design, but uh, they took the Ouija board there, put the flashlight up. Um, it was a still night, my dad said. Like, there was no wind. There was no... It was a clear, clear night. Like, no problems at all. Right. Um, like, they have been laughing, joking, walked over the pavilion, set it all up, and they started doing Ouija board and asking just random questions. Um, I don't think anything too specific, just, like, standard, like... Right questions that you asked for the Ouija board. Right. 
Um, and they said that suddenly it started pouring rain. Okay. And like really hard downpour. And it rained for about a good solid 15 minutes. And then the rain stopped. And they said that basically as soon as the rain stopped, there was still no wind, but the flashlight started kind of uh, almost rotating in a circular pattern. And do they know which direction it was flowing? They didn't say. Um, I don't think they even took note of like this would be like very yeah. telling. <laughs> yeah, they. It was just rotating. Um, Interesting. And, and they said it was super obvious because it was the only light source, so they could see it over the Ouija board, just kind of. God, that's rotating horrible. around the Ouija horrible. board. Yeah. And then um, a few seconds later, uh, a jogger in all dark clothing ran past on the trail uh, in the park. Right. And right after is, a rainstorm. Yes. This is strange. And he, was, he was dry. He was dry. He ran past in dark clothing. They never seen his face, but they were a little wigged out because it was like 1, 2 a.m., and they were the only people there when they when they walked and they and when they walked there, and uh, from what I understand, he once he got past the pavilion, like 10, 15 feet, they couldn't see him anymore. They couldn't hear him anymore because it was just their flashlight light. That's all they had. So it's too dark to see them, or he disappeared. Um, they said they didn't hear him, didn't see him anymore. They didn't look for him, um, so I don't know if it was connected, but. It was enough to creep them out. Right. Um, and basically that was enough to creep them out. They brought the Ouija board back to my house. Um, Were they most obviously continued? Yes. Oh, of course. So, oh, God. So no! They were creeped out. They, they grabbed the flashlight. They packed it all up. They brought it back to my house um, because they're having fun. It was spooky. Oh, um, my God. And they started doing the Ouija board at my house. And... They were asking questions, and um, they got in contact with what they determined to be a little boy. And do they remember why it determined to be a little boy? Um, was it something that was said, or they, they just were asking a gender? And then I think they were asking age. Okay. And it was very young, um, from what I understand, and it was a boy. Right. Um, and they asked why it was there. Oh, I have full body chills. And I guess it's spelled out. Um, it wanted a mommy and a daddy. And that's a hefty sentence to spell. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just, it just said like want mommy and daddy. Like, right. Like, yeah. Um, and that freaks my dad out because I was a very similar age to the age it told them at the time. And I think I was like Please. two, maybe three. This was before the air vent. Wait, so. this boy portrayed he was two or three. I believe so. Yeah, I believe it was very young. Interesting. Yeah, it said like its age was very young. And it was very close to my age. It could have been a little Full bit older, body but chills very, again. very young. Okay. Um, and that creeped my dad out completely. He's like, I'm done. Take it out of my house. I'm never doing one again. That was the end of it. But that was the first time that that boy had ever come up. Um, move forward the first time yes <laughs> so jump forward a few months my mom had gotten um sick i don't know if it was a flu or a common cold or what it was but um she was contagious and my dad didn't want to catch it so he decided to sleep in the second room which would have been my bedroom so um, is this pre-edition or post-edition pre 
okay. since there was only two rooms on the house, there was the master, which was my parents, which eventually became my room. Right, right, right. So we're missing half of your house at this point. Yes. Got it. So this is um, just a small room and then the master and a bathroom, kitchen, living room. Right, 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 right. So my dad was sleeping in what was my room at the time, the small, small room, the smallest room in the house. And he... Um, hadn't fallen asleep yet, was just kind of laying there, relaxing. Felt weird because he was sleeping alone, used to sleep with my mom. Yeah, of course, um, I feel weird too. Yeah, and so he was just kind of laying there trying to make himself like relax. And he said he was laying there and he looked up into the window, like, because there's a window that starts at about um, hip height and right. goes up to almost the ceiling. Basic window. Yeah. Um, and he looked up at it and there was a boy standing between the window, the glass of the window and the curtains. So there were sheer curtains. So on the inside? Yes. So Looking like, at him? No. Looking out into the backyard. Oh God. So he was- So no face? No. This is key. Yeah. No, he'd never seen a face. So he was looking out into the backyard. Uh, my dad said that he had very similar clothes to that I had at the time. Disgusting. Um, it was just like a little boy blue shorts and like a striped shirt, right. something similar to what I had. Right. And it was the the little boy was hands and face pressed against the glass, looking out into the backyard with the curtains behind his back. So what what's interesting? Can I interrupt for sure. just a second? Just. What's interesting is this is reminiscent of those old car shows where they put those little kids, right, up on the car. Yeah. I hate those kids. My grandma had three of them. Of course she did. In her house. Of course she did. <laughs> I used to, whenever my family took me to old car mm -hmm. shows, I would rip the dolls off the cars and look at their faces and then just freak out because they didn't have faces. Right. That's what this is reminding me of. But I also do want to point out, and we'll go back to the story because I'm hearing like key clues here about the haunting. Uh, and the fact that he's seen him through a curtain is very indicative of how a lot of people can see spirits through something. So through a curtain, through a mirror, through a reflection, through, through a window. window. Yeah. So that's, for some reason, the veil... Mm -hmm. Seems that it seems to be easier to see things through mirrors. I uh, even right. like my experience with the man in the mirror uh, from season one, right? Where I couldn't see him with my own eyes, but I seen him through like a secondary source, right? There's to see, okay, it's just so strange hearing this because I, I don't think I've I, I don't think I've ever heard these full stories, I've heard them generalized, right. but you telling the full story is so interesting. I feel like I should be taking notes. <laughs> Okay, so he sees this boy. And yeah, he sees the boy who is around my age. He's around my height, my size, same hair color. He, he described it as a dark-haired little boy. Right. Um, never saw a face. Um, my dad got super wigged out. Did he think it was you, or did he immediately know? He knew it wasn't me. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't in the room. I was uh, sleeping, I think, in either like a little kid bed in the other room or right. I just, he said that I wasn't there for some reason. Either I was with my grandparents or I don't know if I was in the house, but I wasn't there. Right, in that right, room. right. And he said he immediately panicked, grabbed his pillow like really hard, counted to three and jumped and ran out of the room and jumped <laughs> into bed with my mom. He's like, I don't care if I get sick. I'll go to work anyways. I'm not sleeping in that room. 
And um, he's that's, ne- that's he's never significant. Seen that that's significant for your dad too, because your dad is a diehard, dedicated workaholic. Yes. Who doesn't miss work ever? Ever. No. This man shows up to work four hours early and stays ten hours late. I mean, yes. if he could work nonstop, he would. He's yes. just in love with work. Oh, completely. It, so the fact that he's jeopardized his health, mm-hmm. which would prevent him from going to work, yeah, no. is is significant. This is significant to the story because it's not just like, yeah, well, you know, I'm a little creeped out. That's like sacrificing the one thing he truly loves in life. Yes, yeah. that's 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 big. Yeah, and he he made it very clear that it was one of the most terrifying things that's ever happened to him. And he said that to this day, he still never even slept in that room again. I don't blame him. That room's got awful. Yes. And it became my room as a kid. <laughs> I'm so terribly sorry that you ever had to spend time in there. No, it's okay. Is that where the voice happened from? No. It happened in from the other room. Their room. Okay. Yeah. Um, and from there, my dad had kind of like shaken it off. It was creepy, but like he just kind of was getting over it. Nothing else was really happening. Um, a few weeks later, my dad came in, was working outside, came into the house, looked down the hallway. Cause this room was, you look down our hallway, you can see into that room right. as long as the door was open. Right. Uh, he looked down the hallway and he seen me standing in the window on the windowsill between the curtain with my face pressed up against the glass, looking into the backyard. The same window? Exact same window, exact same position. And was it you? Yes. It was you? Yes. You had climbed up there yes how the heck did you climb up there with little baby legs i don't know um if there was something in front of it i don't know how i got up there i mean the the lip on the windowsill was only probably like four inches wide that's so dangerous so do you know what you were looking at do you remember this i don't remember any of this you have no recollection i have no recollection despite the fact you're remembering very vivid details of your childhood yes that's not one of them i remember Wow. Um, and my dad said it was the exact same side. Like I was on oh, the same side of the window, exactly the same. That's so scary. And he said he immediately freaked out, yelled at me, ran over, grabbed me, and was like, don't be up here. It's dangerous. Don't climb this. Right. Because he was worried about me getting hurt. Of course. But at the same time, he was freaked out because he had just seen a boy in the window that, I mean, we weren't wearing the same outfit, so it wasn't like, I don't think, a premonition or anything. Right. But I, I mean, was about to ask him yeah, if it was a we, premonition. Yeah, we weren't wearing the same clothes, according to my dad. Um, so he was like, it just creeped him out because it was the exact same thing that happened. Except this time it was real because it was me. Um, Jeez. Yeah, and I went on to live in that room for, I would say, the next four or five years until my little brother was born. And around that time, I believe it was when my mom got pregnant with my little brother, um, my baby brother, he came after my sister, that uh, since there's going to be three kids along the way, um, they needed to make the addition onto the house so that me and my brother would share what was their master bedroom and my sister stayed in the small room that my dad seen me in as a kid. Poor soul. That's that's what happened to her soul. It's just yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't envy her. I mean, she got her own room, which I thought was cool, but like, I wouldn't have traded it for that room at all. Wow. So, did was the boy ever seen again after that? Not to my knowledge. All right, and I I have you know 
boy stories that I shared at your house. And we'll talk about that and what I think about this whole Ouija board experience um, as we come back next episode, because I have a lot of theories. So I want to break away from the storytelling and talk about, you know, some of the repercussions. I know I've talked about Ouija boards before on the podcast and how I really feel about them. Are they bad? Are they good? Are they evil? Do they really bring in crazy stuff? So we'll talk about that. And I'd love to hear your thoughts if you'd like to pop in next sure. episode yeah. um, and sort of brainstorm on what the heck shook your house up into this haunted mess and way house of all these spirits. I don't know, but this is just the beginning. I know. Trust. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Especially because of when you, by the time you finish your story, we're going to have to jump back into chronological times. And unfortunately, I won't be able to share more about your house in recent times until we reach that point. Right. Which is another fun can of worms. Mm-hmm. So this house, oh, this house. Even even my dog doesn't like it. She's very upset about it. But I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Spirit Diaries. Join us again next time where we're going to talk about what we think about this Ouija board experience dear old dad decide to have. So I will see you next time. And thank you for listening to The Spirit Diaries. Thank you.